We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome in. We're with you up until midnight. So if you want to react to this difficult loss for the Red Sox, Nick Pavetta, quite frankly, I thought he bounced back after that bad first inning but then of course he gave it up in the sixth inning if you want to weigh in on his outing that's on the table at 617-779-7937 the number also if you want to get into the bullpen Deekman was bad tonight Robles was predictably horrible and he could be gone by the end of the night you got to make room for Brian Bayo Robles this could be the end of the line for him that's on the table plus really the biggest thing in the words of Joe Castiglione the squander in the fifth inning tonight for this Red Sox offense, which is now becoming a trend. So all that on the table at 617-779-7937. And you will hear from the manager, Alex Core in just a little bit here. Interested to see what he has to say because the offense is not in a great spot right now for this team. And more importantly, the Red Sox have got to start winning in the division. This is now 9-17 and 17 in the division. They are 9-17. and 17, And when you look at it, they have not been able to win a single series in their division. They've played multiple series against the Orioles, multiple series against the Blue Jays, and of course now they have this opportunity against the Rays, and we all know they get the Yankees over the weekend. But they have got to start making up some hay in the division. Not that you're going to catch the Yankees, but man, you cannot keep dropping these series, and it really did feel like tonight was a perfect opportunity for the Red Sox to clinch this thing because you had the guy that had been so good for you on the mound in Nick Pavetta. He did not have it tonight, especially in the first inning. He got it back together where between the second, third, fourth, and fifth inning, he gave up two hits after giving up three hits in the first inning of the game, but then kind of fell apart and faded in the sixth inning of that game, and it was deflating because of what happened in the fifth inning. But the Rays as a team... They haven't been able to hit right-handed pitching all season long, so you felt like this was a really good spot for Pavetta, but that just was not the case in this particular game. You look at the Rays on the season, they have really struggled against righties, and you felt like, okay, you got your best pitcher on the mound tonight, but that was not the case whatsoever because the Rays were able to really get on Pavetta early in this game, and Pavetta, give him credit for bouncing back but nearly, or I should say not nearly good enough once you got into essentially the sixth inning of that game where he fell apart again. You look at the Rays against righties, 25th and average, 230, 374 slug, 23rd, 669 OPS, 25th. So I really felt like they were going to win this game tonight where the Red Sox, and this is just sort of a deflating loss. And I go to the fifth inning of this game, and this is where I felt like the game was really lost for the Red Sox. If you look at this fifth inning, okay, so Ref Snyder, a really nice piece of hitting. 
He goes down and he gets a slider on an 0-2 count. Really nice piece of hitting. Hits it into right field. Single. JD then singles. Okay. So now you're cooking with gasoline. It's a tie ball game after you had the Bogarts home run in the first inning, the Story home run. So it's a 3-3 game at this particular point in time. And you're feeling pretty good about where you're at if you're a Red Sox fan because you think, well, you know what? Here we go. Break it wide open. But then just a terrible at-bat from Xander Bogarts. He grounds out on a slider, and it barely comes off his bat 69 miles an hour, right? So you don't generate a run there. That ball has got to be in the air, and Bogarts has one of the highest ground ball rates in the sport, but you have got to get the ball in the air. And you definitely can't do that. The worst thing right there is a weak ground ball, and Bogarts does that, and he puts you in a hole. So now you go second and third, or I should say first and second there, or second and third, rather, with one out in the game, with one out in the inning. Then Vasquez pops up weekly to short, and Vasquez had been so good. He was riding that 10-game hitting streak. He'd been phenomenal, but he gets underneath the slider. So when you have these runners in scoring position, you get a weak ground ball from Xander Bogarts, and then you get a pop-up weekly from Christian Vasquez. So you don't generate anything there, and then Trevor Story, who had home hit a home run earlier in the game, he swings at a slider that is way out of the strike zone. So think about how bad those three at-bats were together. You had Bogarts grounding out weakly on a slider. You had Vasquez popping up weakly. He got underneath the slider, and Story swung at a slider that was completely out of the strike zone. It wasn't even in the zip code. So not disciplined at the plate, too aggressive at the plate in the case of Bogarts and Vasquez, and there you go. To me, that's the game right there because then Pavetta gives it up in the sixth inning. But that's a huge momentum swing. And this is now starting to become a trend with this Red Sox team. They had been really good with runners in scoring position at times this season. But this run lately is not good. They were 2-for-12 with runners in scoring position tonight. And now you sort of go back to ever since they started that series against the Blue Jays a week ago Monday. Here are the numbers with runners in scoring position for the Red Sox. They are 14 for their last 81. That's a 173 batting average. So that's a massive issue. You've had traffic in some of these games, but you're not generating any runs. And that right there, that fifth inning, that's a massive swing. You score a couple of runs there, you probably knock the Rays out of this ball game. And instead, the Rays come back in the sixth inning and they get to Pavetta. So that's really a huge missed opportunity for this team. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. A lot more to get into. We will get into what happened with Nick Pavetta tonight. I'm not overly concerned about it. But a couple of roster moves that I predict are going to happen in the near future. We'll get into that in just a little bit. Two relievers that have just been absolutely atrocious for this team. And it needs to be addressed. You felt like you saw something from Diekman over the weekend, and then he came out tonight useless. 617-779-7937, the number. You will hear from the manager as well. Brian Barrett with you right here on EI. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now is brought to you by Nissan. You deserve a car that thrills you, and Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll get your goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the, experience the thrill for yourself. Shop your local Nissan store and shop NissanUSA.com. Well, here's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. It was a rough one for the Red Sox tonight. 
as they fell to the Tampa Bay Rays 8-4, to 2-12 for 12 with runners in scoring position. Trevor Story and Xander Bogarts did homer in the loss. Nick Pavetta, a rare bad outing for him. He goes 5-2, and two thirds, gives up 8 hits, 7 earned runs for Pavetta. He had been so good for this team, just did not have it in the first inning. And really, it felt like he faded in that sixth inning after really having to pick it up and get through those middle innings. He really faded in the sixth inning, unfortunately. Hansel Robles on brands, another poor performance from him. He came out of the bullpen. He walked to, gave up a hit, gave up a run. So this is typical Hansel Robles thing stuff. Jake Diefen gives you a third of an inning. He gives up a hit, gives up a run. Not on him, but you have an opportunity to hold the lead where it was or hold the deficit where it was, but he cannot hold on to the inherited runner. And by the way, he walked another guy. What else is new? That's what Diekman continues to do. And it's a massive problem for this team. There is no way around it. The Sox and the Rays play the last of their three games set at Fenway tomorrow night. That's going to be a 6-10, or I should say a 7-10 first pitch across the Shaws and Star Market. WEI Red Sox Network, Shaws and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh. You can tune in to the Visit Massachusetts pregame show tomorrow at 6-10. That's sponsored by the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Start your Massachusetts summer adventure at visitma.com. And tomorrow night, of course, the big night. Brian Bayo is going to get an opportunity to make his major league debut. He was at the ballpark today, so cannot wait for that. On the flip side of things, Corey Kluber is going to go for Tampa tomorrow. So again, on paper, now Kluber had a good June. He was beat up by the Blue Jays over the weekend. But on paper, I should say Friday night, on paper, this is a game the Red Sox should win. This is a series the Red Sox need to win. We'll see if they respond tomorrow night. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back in. Brian Barrett with you. Taking you up until midnight, 617-779-7937, the number if you want to weigh in on this loss for the Sox as they go down 8-4 to to the Tampa Bay Rays. If you want to talk about the bullpen, that's on the table because that failed them again tonight. I'm not going to get worked up over Pavetta having one bad outing. The guy has been tremendous for this team. He had an off night. That's the reality of it. It happens to a lot of pitchers. It happened for a Pavetta tonight. 
And the other thing is just this issue in terms of runners with scoring position. The Red Sox have got to be better there. And now this has been going on for more than a week now where this team cannot generate easy opportunities for themselves. They cannot take advantage of it. One other thing I want to mention real quickly here is Jake Diekman is now a real massive problem. Not that he was ever a solution, but he is a massive problem because you think about this game tonight and Nick Pavetta, who had been obviously battling in this game, trying to get through it, he comes into this game does Jake Diekman after Pavetta gave it up and Pinto that swinging bunt on a curveball. But anyway, when Pavetta comes out of the game, it is six to four. And Alex Cora needs to go to one of his lefties, or at least that's what you'd like to do there. You'd like to go to one of your lefties. Strom was not good the other day. Diekman is supposed to be the lefty that can come in and deal with inherited runners. That's supposed to be Diekman's job. And before you get on the man manager about that, think about this. The reason that you're doing this is because of the fact that this is the guy that Bloom identified as the lefty to add to the bullpen, okay? He picked that guy. They signed him to a two-year, $8 million deal. So if you're talking about ex if investing in the bullpen, this is who he invested in, Jake Diekman, okay? And the other day, Diekman was pretty good, where I couldn't believe it. I tweeted at the time, Diekman threw nine pitches, and eight and nine were strikes at one point during that game. But the command has been an issue all season long, and tonight, in a 6-4 game, you still have an opportunity to win this game, and Diekman cannot shut it down. Cora brings him in to face the 9-hitter. Low. You should be able to get out of this inning. A guy that's hitting 170. I repeat myself, he's hitting 170. Okay? Diekman comes into the game. He gets him behind 0-2 in the count. He gets in front of him 0-2. You know what he did after that? Four non-competitive pitches to a guy hitting 176. One job, come into the game, get one out, and he doesn't throw strikes to the damn nine-hitter. That is inexcusable. And that's not on Cora. That is on Diekman and the guy running the organization right now. That should not happen. That is not tolerable. And here's the thing with Diekman. This is what he does. 17.6% walk rate on the season. That's the second highest rate among relievers. Not good enough. That is unprofessional right there. When you come into a game and you have the nine hitter in the lineup, you have got to be able to put that guy away, especially when it's a lefty on lefty and the guy's hitting 170. All right, so maybe you can still get out of the inning, right? Okay, gets ahead of Diaz, 0-2. Then Diaz falls off two of his sliders, and then he throws one for a ball, shockingly, and then he throws a bad one for a single 7-3 game right there. So that's your opportunity. That's your opportunity if you're Jake Diekman. Prove yourself after the outing you had the other day, and look at this. And this is where we continue to come back to the fact that this bullpen is short right now. I get it. You're going to get guys back. Reinforcements are on the way and all that. But the one guy that they really invested in, in terms of this particular offseason, is Diekman. And there's been a whole lot more bad than good with Jake Diekman on the season. And would it kill the guy to occasionally mix in a strike? It just mix it once in a while, mix in a strike against a guy that's hitting 170 with a 225 on base percentage. The guy can't hit. You don't throw him strikes. I, that's just annoying. All right, before we go any, any further, here's what Alex Cora had to say on the Red Sox postgame show presented by Nissan. There's no escaping summer savings at Nissan Summer Event. Shop NissanUSA.com. In the first inning, you know, the fastball to, to Yandy, right? It wasn't supposed to be higher than high. It wasn't there. And then uh, we were almost out of the inning, and Kiermaier put a good swing on a fastball down the other way. He was able to navigate the next few innings, and then the walk put him in a bad place. 
you know, they, they put some good at-bats against him. Uh, I don't, you know, stuff-wise it was good, but I think as far as, far as location, even some of the strikes, uh, strikeouts, you know, fastballs away, it leaked. And so as far as command, it wasn't his best one. Yeah, it happens, you know, especially with good teams, right? Uh, I think uh, the last few days, um, you know, probably even before the, the Cup Series, we, we haven't done a, a, a great job with men at third and less than two outs. Uh, you know, um, we did an amazing job early in the season, right? Uh, we had so many sack flies. It, it was probably our best play offensively in the first month and a half. And, uh, you know, we had some chances uh, throughout the ballgame, you know, uh, and, and we weren't able to, to add on or, you know, to, to get the hit to get closer to the game. And, and that inning, you know, is... It's kind of like momentous shift, right? Second and third doesn't happen. We walked the first guy, and then they did what they did. You're halfway through right now uh, the season. That's exactly. it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how would you just assess? I know it's my catalog. We're in a good spot, right? Um, we didn't play well early in, uh, early in the season. Uh, we have done a, good, a better job, I think, offensively. Obviously, there's stuff uh, that, you know, we can, I mean, we can't control, right? Health. But we're not going to make excuses, you know. We're still going to show up and, and do our best, you know. And uh, I think, uh, like I always said, uh, said uh, you know, it's, it takes more than 26 guys to accomplish what we're trying to accomplish. And so far, it's, it's been there. Uh, there's some guys that had, you know, good first halves, others that have struggled, others that have been good in certain spots. So uh, overall, um, I'm, you know, I'm not good at grades, but uh, we are where we are. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's, we, we, we did an amazing job getting to this point. Um, if you think where we were in that off day going into Atlanta. So uh, we just got to keep grinding, keep playing good baseball. And uh, we know that this division is tough. But overall, I think, you know, this year, if you look around talent-wise, you know, not only in the East, but overall, there's a lot of good players, a lot of good teams. And uh, I, I believe, like last year, you know, it's going to come down to, to September. So you just keep playing good baseball, uh, position yourself to whatever, you know, you, you get to September 1st, you look up, and uh, this is what we got to do. Or you look behind you and you're like, okay, this is what we got to do to finish it. So um, it's been okay. It's been really okay. We've been okay. Uh, we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. Good or bad, huh? Wow. Yeah, little punch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, as much as you talk about series, the importance of series wins, how uh, are you getting to the point of being anxious for a series win against the Not really. Not really. Um, I think that was a good baseball game. Um, if you look at the game, I know, I know we, that's what we want, right? But it's not like we're getting crushed, right, in our division. We're just not finishing games. And, um, you know, we got a chance tomorrow to win it. And, um, you know, we got uh, Bejo on the mound, and uh, hopefully he can go out there and give us uh, enough to give us a chance to win, and we can put some good at-bats and win the game. All right, so that was the manager, Alex Gore, after the game. If you want to react to anything, he said you can at 617-779-7937. And by the way, news coming after that, Cora said he was asked about the move, what the corresponding move is going to be to activate Bejo. Well, we now know. Hansel Robles has been DFA'd, so you will not have to deal with Hansel Robles anymore. And this isn't shocking. The guy has been legitimately one of the worst relievers in the sport since the start of May, so it was about time 
for Hansel Robles to go, and tonight's the night that he goes. So I, I can't get too worked up over Hansel Robles because he's just been so bad for so long now. And look, he was really good for this team last year, but he has just been absolutely atrocious as of late, and, and not really as of late, since the start of May. He was okay in April, but he was playing with fire. He's getting hit pretty damn hard. But this is the time where it was more than overdue to get rid of this guy. Entering tonight, last seven appearances, four and two-thirds, opponents hitting 462, 20 batted balls, 10 were hard hit, 50%. He comes in tonight, right away walks a guy, and that's what he does. He walks guys and he gives up rockets. So unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately for us, he's gone. We're not going to have to watch that guy pitch anymore. But I do want to go back to the Diekman thing for a second here because what is Alex Cora supposed to do in that spot? You go to the bullpen to get a lefty. Well, Austin Davis can't pitch because he pitched those two innings yesterday as the opener. Your other option is Strom. Strom's been atrocious as of late. Have you noticed Strom's last eight appearances, eight innings? Opponents are 10 for 34. That's 294. 163 whip. Just an 18.9% strikeout rate. And everything's in the air. It's a 27.9 degree launch angle. So it's in the air and a 22.2% line drive rate. Just an 18.5% ground ball rate. Previous 16.2 innings, he had a 41.5% ground ball rate. Again, the last eight innings, it's 18.5. So nothing's on the ground. I referenced the strikeout rate was at 18.9% in his last eight outings. Previous 21 outings, it's at 29.4%. So everything is in the air. Nothing's on the ground as of late. And he's not missing any bats. So it's an absolutely atrocious formula. So your choices are Strom or Diekman. You don't have good choices right now in the bullpen if you're Alex Cora. And this, again, comes back to the guy running the team. Now you're talking about, you may be short lefties. Josh Taylor's not back with the team right now. So now you may be short lefties outside of Austin Davis. We've been talking about adding a righty to that bullpen, and it's great they're going to get Garrett Whitlock back. But now you may have a problem from the left side as well. It just continues to come back to this whole thing of they were short entering the season. They haven't done much to address it. In fact, the only thing they've done is hurt the bullpen by taking Garrett Whitlock out of the rotation or taking Garrett Whitlock out of the bullpen, putting him into the rotation. Now, ultimately, he's going to come back into the bullpen when he comes back from his IL stint, if you will. But that's the only thing you've done this year in terms of you've only hurt your bullpen. Your bullpen is not getting better right now. Schreiber's great. We know that. Hulk has been pretty reliable for you. You're going to get Whitlock back. But other than that, who do you trust in the bullpen? There's not one guy. Now, Brazier's been better as of late. Sawa Moore has been better as of late. But those are guys that had rough starts to the season. They've been better as of late. But you need a lefty back there. And you've got two choices right now because Davis is not available. It's Strom or Diekman. And neither one of those guys have been good. Diekman has not been good all season long. He will not mix in a strike. He refuses to do it. He, he will not throw a strike. I mean, come on. He will not throw a strike. And then the whole situation with Strom, he's completely fallen apart. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Let's kick it off tonight with Ken. Ken is in California. Hey, Ken. Uh, how, how you doing, Brian? Uh, probably as miserable as I am. <laughs> Listen, the, the thing is that when I looked at the Tampa Bay pitchers, I didn't see Sandy Koufax out there or Nolan Ryan. They struck out 13 times, 13, and they left 11 guys on base. That's terrible situational hitting. Yeah, the situational hitting is definitely an issue. And now this has been an issue, really. And Cora referenced it in his postgame that they had been way better with this earlier in the season. It's been really bad since the Blue Jays series. But I wasn't super surprised by the strikeouts. I mean, 
They have strikeout pitchers on the mound. Springs is a strikeout guy, 27.8% entering tonight. That's 12 of 113 pitchers to throw at least 60 innings. And Rayleigh out of the bullpen, strike out the side. That guy's nasty too. So I'm not overly concerned about the strikeouts. The situational hitting, sure, but you shouldn't be stunned by the amount of strikeouts tonight. I mean, that that raised team has a lot of filth in terms of the guys they threw out there tonight. And But but the thing is, the pitches that they're swinging at, I mean, yeah. J.D. Oh, yeah. Martinez, if I, was an, if I was an opposing pitcher for J.D. Martinez, I wouldn't throw anything above his ankles. Yeah, well, and I appreciate, yeah, Ken, I appreciate the call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Despite the home run that Story hit, I mean, that's a really bad pitch that he swung at. That's a slider that's not even close to the plate that he swung at to strike out there. I'm more concerned about hitting with runners in scoring position in terms of Bogarts, the ground out, Vasquez, the weak pop out, and then, of course, Story, the slider there, but where he swings it way out of the zone. One thing, though, to monitor, he mentions J.D. Martinez. J.D. has been, I don't want to say low-key, but he has been really bad this season with runners in scoring position. And look, I get it, he had the three hits tonight, but he's one for three in this game tonight with runners in scoring position. And now if you look at it at the, on the season for J.D. Martinez, he's now 20 for 86 with runners in scoring position. That's a 233 average. And more importantly, maybe, he has a 28.3% strikeout rate with runners in scoring position. It's got to be better than that. 617 7937 the number. Let's get to Doug. He's in a car. Hey, Doug. Hey, Brian. I'm not in the car anymore. I moved to Florida listening to you long distance, but I still, oh, nice. still enjoy the show. Yeah. Hey, uh, the last guy sort of took my thunder. I was going to uh, bring up J.D. Uh, I think we're seeing the end of J.D. Um, swinging the pitches like he's swinging out. I agree with the previous caller totally, but the, the bigger thing to me is the uh, uh, power out is shut down with J.D. We, we got to have a D.H. that hits 30 dingers. Um, and, uh, as far as Pavetta goes tonight, uh, he, he had an off night, but he battled and, uh, you know, I like his attitude. I like his old school barking at the other team kind of thing. You know, you don't see much of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even know uh, what that was about. Like, obviously he's not trying to hit the guy there. The same thing happened to him with the blue Jays as well. Like he's right. thrown inside to Kirk because Kirk's hitting the ball well. And then the whole thing with the on is he's yelling at himself on the mound. Like he's obviously upset with himself. In that particular scenario, so I, I don't know what they're trying to. I don't know why they were so upset about that. I don't know if they were trying to get in Pavetta's head, but him and Yandy Diaz, it felt like they had a little something earlier in the game as well. But I didn't think that Pavetta did anything wrong there. I mean, he he missed. He yeah. you could tell he didn't have his command tonight, and he missed on a pitch. Like I mean, they got to chill with that. Uh, yeah, I like his fire. Um, I got one for you off the wall, probably, but our lefty Chris Sale, Chris Sale, put him in the pen. You know, no, that'll no, solve a lot no, of problems. No, uh, no sale like sale. And I heard like Cora talked about it. And hey, I appreciate the call, Doug. And thanks for listening from Florida. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I'll get to the sale thing in a second. But if you look at it in terms of how often J.D. Martinez is swinging at pitches out of the zone, 35.8% of the time he swings at pitches out of the zone. That's the 35th highest rate in Major League Baseball. But, you know, it does come down to it at sometimes with J.D. where he gets it. Like, he had three hits tonight. <laughs> you would not think he had three hits tonight by some of the appearances he had at the plate. My big thing with J.D. is he makes a good point, Doug does, about hitting with runners in scoring position. But the other thing with J.D. is just the power numbers aren't there. Now, maybe this gets Bogarts going tonight because he hit the home run. Bogarts has not hit for power. This is his first home run since June 3rd. During that time period, by the way, if you look at it, 
he had been slugging just 380. So that is a concern when you're fourth hitter and your third hitter in Xander Bogarts in the cleanup spot, JD in the third spot, they're in a position right now where they're not doing much damage whatsoever. And if you look at the Red Sox in terms of where they're at, they're at a 30.1% chase rate, which is 23rd in Major League Baseball. They were last earlier this season, so they've gotten better. But they got a lot of guys that swing at a ton of pitches out of the zone. Story being one of them, JD being one of them, Rafi being one of them. But you're not going to correct Rafi. I mean, Rafi hit a home run out the opposite way swinging at a pitch out of the zone. I don't care what pitches Rafi swings at. Let's get to Andrew in Sudbury. What's up, Andrew? Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good, man. Um, by no means am I saying that the reason we lost this game is because of Bobby Dahlbeck, but I've really seen enough of him coming into tonight's or today's game. Rather, um, he's striking out 29% of the time and only walking 8.8% of the time. He's got a negative 0.3 offensive WAR and a negative a negative 0.6 defensive WAR. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's useless on both sides of the ball. And with the depth yeah. this team has, I see absolutely no reason he's why he's playing as much as he is. I'm with you. I think he gave him a opportunity tonight with a lefty on the mound. But overall, I tend to agree with you. And it's not like he's young. He's older than Rafael Devers. I just feel like, all right, they thought that he had a good spring and he was going to turn it around. The problem is he's, quite frankly, making an argument he's been worse than last year. And defensively, you're right. I mean, he has he's the last in Major League Baseball over the past two years in defensive run saved. I'm with you. I mean, he's about as useful as the letter G in lasagna right now for this team. He does absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing for this team. Yeah, and I, Nick Nick didn't have it tonight, and we left 11 runners on base, so that's never a good combo. Um, but I think there are some positive takeaways from this game. J.D. with three hits. Um, Bogart's yeah, but the, with the runners in scoring position, he's got to be better, though. That's the thing. And, yeah, like, one yeah, of those um, hits, like the hit he had off the wall, you realize that at a .010 expected batting average, like, he sort of got lucky because he's playing at Fenway Park tonight. Like, that was not a good piece of hitting. Overall... I tend to be a little bit more concerned about J.D. because he has not been the same player lately. Yeah, I can agree with that. And then, um, of course, uh, Bayo starts tomorrow. I'm super excited for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually got invited to go to that game, uh, but I can't go. I'm super pissed about that. Why? Come on, man. Oh, you got an obligation or something? Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, oh. thanks for taking my call, Bri. Yeah, sure, Andrew. Good stuff. His line's open at 617-779-7937. Oh, just getting back to what Doug said about Chris Sale. No, Chris Sale's not coming out of the bullpen. Chris Sale's a starter. Alex Cora said Chris Sale's a starter. And Alex Cora mentioned a couple of weeks ago that his changeup's back. He's referring to him as the big guy as well. So when Alex Cora's saying that, that his changeup's back, he doesn't just put stuff out there. He said earlier in the week, hey, Brian Bayo's a possibility for Wednesday. Bayo's pitching. When Cora says something, he means it. And he said that Chris Sale's changeup is playing much better than it did last year when he described it as basically playing like a BP fastball. So when Cora has optimism about the changeup, I feel pretty optimistic too. You look at it last year, opponents hit 444 against that pitch. So it was basically a non-entity for him. And he still was relatively good with two pitches last year. Now he's got his third pitch back, which means he can actually pitch to right-handed hitters. Last year, right-handed hitters had over an 800 OPS against him. Now that he has that changeup back, he needs that third pitch. He's going to be a much better pitcher this year. So no, you're not putting sale in the bullpen. But now we kept talking about you need a righty in the bullpen. Now you have an issue from the left side as well, because Strom right now is a non-entity and Diekman sucks. I mean, he's just not good. 
617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So if you want to weigh in in the bullpen, that's certainly on the table. And what's going on with the power outage from your three, four hitters? We'll get to it next here on EI. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. By the way, Yandy Diaz, after the game, was asked about the interaction with Pavetta. He said he had given me a look after one of my doubles, and so I thought possibly after that pitch that he was saying something to me. So that's what I heard, and that's how I reacted. He was yelling at himself. He wasn't saying anything to Yandy Diaz. There was something going on in one of those doubles. I will acknowledge that, but he wasn't trying to throw at you in that particular situation. It makes no sense. It doesn't behoove him to throw at you. It's dumb. Oh, but I did want to mention this real quickly. So, the Red Sox qualified hitters since the start of June. There's six guys that qualify, meaning they've had enough plate appearances. Here are the slugging percentages. Rafael Devers, 5.28. Verdugo, 464. Vasquez, 4.29. Bogarts, 4.24. Story, 3.98. J.D. Martinez, 3.69. He's last of their six qualified hitters since the start of June in slugging percentage. Not nearly good enough for the DH who's hitting third in the order. So it's great that the batting average has been up all season long. But J.D. Martinez has got to find a way to be more powerful at the plate, especially considering he's hitting third in the order. That's what you need from J.D. Martinez. 617-779-7937 is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. Let's get to Mike from Connecticut. Hey, Mike. Hey, what's up, Brian? I'll tell you that. You you hit a lot of things right on the head. First of all, get Martinez out of the three-hole. He's not a three-hole hitter anymore. Even these hits he had tonight, if that ain't Fenway Park, that's an out. The guy could have caught the ball in right field. He's putting terrible bats on all year. He's either striking out or hitting the double plays with men on. He has got to get out of the three-hole. You know, Brian, they got to move Vasquez up to the to the second spot. He puts good at-bats in. If Duran's on first base, he can hit that ball through that hole all day long. I and like Devers. De- I, like Devers. I like Raffy there. I like Raffy in the two-hole. But, well, you you cannot have uh, your three and four hitter with se- with 17 home runs. That, that's terrible in this day and age of baseball. And yeah, no, it, it, you know what, Wally, it is a fair point. If you look at it on the season, that that is something that – or excuse me uh, – Mike, that is something that's alarming. If you look at it on the season, after yeah. tonight, so Bogarts oh. hits a home run tonight. Yeah, it's 17, which would rank 27th in Major League Baseball in terms of home runs from the three, four hitters. So it is something that certainly is going to change. And look, maybe this gets Bogarts going because that thing, he absolutely crushed I that know, one Brian, tonight. He he did, but that was a terrible terrible at-bat with second and third. And, and oh, uh, yeah. that, that yeah. thing's all game an awful at-bat. And I, I'll tell you another thing. The other caller was right. He stole my thunder, but Brian, I know Carter, they love him to run through a wall, whatever, but Dahlbeck, he has to go. He cannot play. Yeah, right? but you, got, he, yeah, but Mike, I, I'm with you. He he doesn't provide anything for this team right now because he's an atrocious really? first baseman defensively and he doesn't hit. Yes. But that's not a Cora call. That that's a Heim Bloom call. And Heim Bloom made the bet coming into the season that they were going to get something from Bobby Dahlbeck. That was a position they yeah, didn't well, address they, in the offseason because yeah, they thought just, they were going to get it from Dahlbeck. It, 
where's it? Is Cassius hurt? Is that why you don't? Yeah, he's making his way back from an injury. Yeah, he suffered a really nasty uh, high ankle sprain. Okay. Yeah. So I looked at now. This becomes, and I believe right now. And I, hey, Mike, I I appreciate the call as always, my friend. But if you look at it now going forward, I believe that Franchi Cordero is basically going to be the everyday first baseman. How could you not play him? I mean, he's just. He puts together much better at-bats than Bobby Dahlbeck, and let's be real about this. He's a far significantly better offensive player than Dahlbeck right now. Dahlbeck doesn't give you much on offense, and he certainly doesn't give you anything defensively. So, yeah, Cordero's learning a new position, but he's a way better offensive player than Bobby Dahlbeck is. So I don't know how much longer you can justify playing Dahlbeck. And look, you've seen it. He's gotten way less playing time as of late, but that was another bet that Bloom made in the offseason that they were actually going to get offensive production from Bobby Dahlbeck. He's been, quite frankly, atrocious. He's actually taken a step back. There's no way around it. He's worse than he was a season ago. All right, thanks to Ethan for producing. I'll be back with you tomorrow night after the game. Hopefully, we're talking about a great outing from Brian Bayo, and we're talking about the Red Sox winning their first series in the division this season. Still cannot believe that has not happened yet this year. All right, well, have a great night, everybody. Drive safe out there. Be safe and be well. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.